All right, what a great way to start. That is an awesome, awesome movie. Are you on mute? Nope. Okay, that is a great movie. That's The Princess Bride. I think most people would probably know that. Yes. If you have not seen The Princess Bride, that is simply inconceivable. Yes. How come you keep using that word? It does not. Do not think it means what you think it means. Really great movie. Yeah. So go watch it over this. It's probably on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or something. The little boy's kind of in quarantine almost during the movie. Oh, yeah. He's sick, so we can kind of relate to that. He's he's stuck at home. The grandfather's reading him stories. Columbo, Peter Falk. Yeah, and The Wonder Years, Fred. Kevin Arnold. Yeah. Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Winnie's boyfriend. (laughs) That's right. So... Uh, another old throwback TV show, but but watch Princess Bride. But the whole uh, premise of of that phrase and of our talk today is going to be on words that are F- phrases. Phrases. I'm sorry. At Thanksgiving, we did words. Yeah, the and one that the that was the podcast that you, we just blew out of the water with people who watched. No. Yeah. No, that's like three views. Yeah. <laughs> so go back and watch it. I, I, I think it's good. Yeah. In fact, I think you should pause this one and go back and watch the last one because this one kind of almost builds on that one a little bit. Wait, wait till real late at night and text Doug and say, good job, Doug. I finally heard it. <laughs> like after 11. <laughs> after 11. I'll make sure to respond after I forward it to Lance. Yeah. And so we did some of our words that are kind of misused and mangled and messed up. And then we did some of our favorite biblical words. Yeah. And so now we're doing phrases. Yes. And there are some phrases that, that, that people just hate. Yes. Right? So uh, right now, I think a phrase people are sick of is the new normal. Yeah. I think we hate that one. Yeah. Uh, Phrases like Lance just showed up. (laughs) Just, I can't. (laughs) Uh, I I think like some other phrases that a lot of us are tired of are like, well, at the end of the day, and I said that one a lot. Yeah. Let's run it up the flagpole. It's not a phrase. It's just a word that, that I know we have one elder at least that hates this word synergy. Yes. It gets overused in business. Yes. Uh, you got any phrases that you're just tired of? Um, I, I can think of phrases, but more I think of words. Most of them words that come out of your mouth, like <laughs> asynchronistic or something. Like, I don't know. I don't words that I can't pronounce or spell. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to ambush you. Oh. Uh, I have a Same list of version. slang words and phrases that allegedly the youth the youths the the two youths <laughs> okay <laughs> movies from like the 90s nobody cares uh that uh they allegedly use and okay. uh we will be keeping score oh sweet yeah and so uh this is from uh familyeducation.com so okay. so so they really have their pulse on the youth <laughs> yes. the 60 year olds that run that site yes. they know. <laughs> so what does it mean if a if, if a youth says something is extra um if a youth says something is extra i think they mean like it's like really really cool no that's an x <laughs> okay did you tell me or you can tell me what it means yeah uh, okay it means something is over the top. 
So you might say she is so extra. Uh, she's so she cool. talks about Karen nonstop. Oh, okay. It means like too much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about Finsta? I'm I'm fenced to do this. I'm fixing to. I'm about to. I'm fenced to do this. No. Oh come <laughs> on! I'm even close. Be close. Am I close? Uh, if you have a Finsta, it's a uh, secret. Um, social media account. <laughs> That's what a Far off from that. This account is hidden from your parents. Oh, if you okay. Have a, if you have a Finsta. It's like what, it's like maybe adults, like the version of that is maybe like a burner phone. Yeah. It's like a burner account that's like on the DL. Okay, so I, so like that, my Facebook account, if my mom doesn't know about it, it's a Finsta it's account. A, yes, it's oh, a Finsta. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so hip. Okay. I think, do you have a second Facebook account? No, I have one that I don't even check. <laughs> okay. I don't even know about it. I think you're going to know this okay. one. Flex. Oh, yeah. Flex. Like, I'm going to flex on you. Like, I'm going to show you what's up. Like, you're going to listen to me. I'm like, yeah. Cool. Well, flex on you. That's, that, that's, that's close. close. I got to give, give me a plus for just that. Just means one. to show off. Yeah, I'm going to flex. <laughs> How can you change your voice and flex? I don't know, because that's what you do when you flex. Okay, what about no cap? <sighs> no cap. Oh, you know what? Actually, I heard my son and daughter talking about this. No cap. Like, <laughs> no lie. Yeah. 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 Move for real. Yeah, no cap. Yeah. I have for no real, idea. It, no what's lie? the etymology of that? Does it say? Uh, uh, no, it doesn't say. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like... I still got it right, so who cares? Yeah, okay, what about I'm dead? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my report card just came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not wrong, but it's not, <laughs> not the answer dead. we're looking for. <laughs> okay, what's, what's I'm dead? Uh, it means you're dying of laughter. No. Yeah, so like somebody tells a joke and you're like, I'm dead. It yeah. means I'm, I'm dying of laughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, the word slay? Oh yeah, that slays me. Like I thought that's the same thing. Like that's so funny. Like that slays me. That's how I use it. Yeah. But no. No. Okay. Uh, this this game show is slaying. Yeah. Me. It says, uh, "Girl, you slayed in that game. I can't believe how many points you scored." Okay. So it you means you did like something amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. So right now. I've, you have, you're you're one out of every th two. Yeah. Out of out of every three, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Is there one that's worth bonus points? Let's 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 try to find. Okay. Here we go. Let's. Okay. This is the last. Well. Okay. This is the last one. If you okay. Get it right. We'll give you another one to okay. give you a chance to tie it up. Okay. 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 CD nine. C, D. Like. Capital C, capital D, nine. CD, CD nine. You, you have no clue. I've, I've, I have. Stands for code nine. Can't talk. My parents are here. So, so, so if they text yeah. or, or say, you know, CD nine. CD nine, they're like, yeah, we can't, we can't talk. We're being overheard. So, and that's where the show will end. Okay. I just got CD nine. Yeah, you did. So can't talk. Anyway. Okay, so you phrases. Well. Obviously, I did not do well. I need to brush up on there. I'm gonna go home and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slay my kids for. <laughs>
for uh, not uh, making me aware of those. Yeah, and when you walk in their door, they're just going to be like, CD9, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say no cap. No cap. <laughs> okay. For, for real. <laughs> for real. Uh, okay, so we're going to be looking at instead some phrases, maybe not some of the awkward ones that our kids say or, or our youths say, but maybe some that, that we have in the Bible or ones that maybe we think are in the Bible. Yes. Okay. That are used out of context, misused. We're going to kind of do the mangled ones, and, and then we'll get into some of our favorites. Okay. Okay, so those are some of the phrases that maybe some older folks uh, have uttered or muttered, or maybe even some of the ones that, that you have, not putting you in that same classification. You. And we looked at some of the youths, and so now let's look at some that either um, they sound like they could be in the Bible, or they're actually in the Bible, but they've been misconstrued just a little bit. So, yes. So why don't you give us a shot? Okay, so uh, I'm just going to do some uh, biblical ones that we use out of context. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to give it to you, and you tell me the way that we use it, and then okay. I'll try to put it in okay. context. Okay. okay, where two or three are gathered in my name. Oh, a absolutely. Like, if we have to come together, physically be there, and then the Lord's there, but if there's not at least two or more, then we're in trouble. Yeah, I think a lot of times we use this one to justify ha having small... Uh, people yes. getting together like maybe you expect a 20 and there's only four or five who show up and then somebody knowingly says well you know we're just two or three are gathered in my name yeah yeah that's in the context where that's found in the scriptures that's talking about church discipline yes it's not talking about you expect a 20 and there's only five but 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 god's that's not what yeah. that's saying okay all right so i have one right here okay um, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, where is that in the Bible? Uh, Hezekiah chapter 3. <laughs> uh, you know this. It is not in, not the, in Bible the Bible at all. But it, we like this. I got it upside down. We like this because we think, oh, yeah, you know, God wants us to, to work hard and, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. But um, while obedience is important and God doesn't call us to uh, lean on a shovel and pray for a hole, it's not in there. Not, not, not in there. Okay. All right. How about this one? Don't judge. <laughs> Don't judge. That's in there. That's going to be probably, I mean, Matthew 7, really. Yeah. Do not judge uh, unless you too be judged. But I think we uh, misdefine what judge means. We, we misdefine that. And Jesus is saying, don't judge the way that the Pharisees judge. Yeah. Take care of your own house, the speck in your own eye or the plank in your own eye. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's plenty of other times that, that, that we are called to lovingly judge those that we're in Christian fellowship with in in order to save them from sin. Yeah. And so, but we use it as just a blanket statement. Yeah, don't like, judge. Yeah. Don't judge me. Yeah. So, um, okay. Everything happens for a reason. Um, and I really struggle with this because it, it is definitely, it is not in the Bible. And I don't even know if it's biblical to say that everything happens for a reason. Like, oh, all these terrible things happen. Well, God orchestrated it this way because that's, I think we live in a broken world. And as a result of that, when, when we live around people who sin and we sin ourselves and there's consequences and. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's like, oh, you know, this happened that way. It, I think we did things we shouldn't have done. Well, it it kind of 
reminds me of my next one, so okay. I'll jump into that one. And that's yeah. Romans 8, 28. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Go ahead and quote that for one. For God works for the good of those who loved him and who have been called according to his purpose. Yes. And so that kind of smacks of that yes. a little bit, that, that, that God works for the good of all things. Yeah. But we kind of leave off that next part. Yes. For those yeah. who love him and those who are called according to his, his purpose. Yes. God can redeem the bad things that happen, but when we love him and when we're acting in, in his will. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When praises go up, blessings come down. Wait a minute. That's a song. That is a song. The prayers go up, then the blessings come. Something like that. I may be a little bit off on that. But um, while generally speaking, I mean, we're called to praise, and but but God sends, you know, the, the rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. That's not as catchy of a song, though. No, it's not. But I just, I think sometimes we try to have this equation, like, not a, even a one-to-one -one ratio. Like, if we give a little, then God is just going to, like dump over and give us a bunch and so our motivation for like giving is that i'm going to give because i know god's going to you know repay me tenfold yeah. that's that's an unhealthy um ill theological based concept okay what about this one i'm, I'm just going to give you a hint of it and you're going to finish this one jeremiah 29 uh, 11. Yeah, and I know the plans I have for you, the plans to prosper you and give you a future, and da 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 da. Not to harm you. And uh, yeah, yes. and we all know that one. And like, sorry, Jeremiah's prophesying that to people that are in Babylon that are going to be there in as as captives for decades more. Yes. And we take it as like, oh, I'm going to yeah. get a great job. Yes. Uh, we usually say that as we're doing playing the little scratch off games or <laughs> playing the lotto ticket, like you. so. You know. Uh, okay. Speaking of scratch off yes. games, money is the root of all evil. That's close. To Very being in close. There. But we forgot the love of money is the root of all evil. But if you want to believe this, that's fine. Just send all of yours uh, to me, and I'll make sure that that evil has been purged from your house. Uh, no, the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, people who have been uh, blessed with, with good fortune or wise business decisions, um, that doesn't mean that they're evil people. Uh, but if they make that their idol, then, then that is evil. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, I'm just going to give you a hint. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's why I've never lost to intramural church league softball. That's, that's right. Philippians 4, 13. Just, it's, you, that's, that's the verse I love to hate. It's, it's the favorite of sports teams. Yeah, I just, I mean, <laughs> it is on sneakers and bumper stickers and on jerseys and helmets. And I mean, it's just, it is so far removed from the context of which it was uttered. Paul is under house arrest. He has endured incredible hardships for the yeah. sake of the gospel. And he's saying that, uh, that like, I can endure these things, this persecution yeah. and these challenges. And we're like, hit a home run, Timmy. And it just kind of deflates it of its yeah. meaning. He's like, I've been naked. I've been hungry. I've been homeless. I've been in prison. And he's like, but no matter what happens, you know, I, I can get through every terrible circumstance because God gives me strength. It's not like I'm going to hit the home run. Yeah. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I, I mean, that's a lovely, lovely prayer, but it's not in the Bible. 
Um, but the fact remains is that we can't change everything and we should be at peace in a world where things don't always go our way. Okay. So you, you gave some that are in the Bible, but we kind of tweak and twist a little bit. I gave some that aren't in the Bible, but we wish were because boy, it would make life a whole lot easier yeah. if, if some of those things happen. Yeah. So, uh, now I think we're going to switch and we're going to kind of flip and go to the positive. Yes. The, the phrases that are uh, in the Bible that we absolutely yes. love. And I said this on the last one podcast the way that i think about this is again i don't have any ink on my body no 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 tattoos but if i were to get one what words the last podcast and this one phrases are like really encapsulate that really just encourage me that like i want hanging on a mirror i want i want somewhere around me mm-hmm. okay all right important so, phrases okay. phrases that we love get ready to get inked all right who's going first i'll go first this okay. time because you go for time. it okay um, just absolutely love this one. Comes from Isaiah. By his wounds we are healed. Isaiah fifty three. And actually, King James says, "By his stripes yeah. we are healed." And there was a group in the eighties, a rock band, Christian rock Striper. band, Stropper, um, that that took took their name from this. But to me, if if I were to get something inked across my chest or forehead, I mean, this is this is one of those ones by his wounds we are healed like he took on our our infirmities our sins he carried them he was pierced for our transgressions just a really powerful phrase to to remember and to live by yeah um so towards the end of luke 15 the parable of the lost i think we know it there's one son who goes away there's one son who who stays and the one who stays seems kind of bitter at the end Mm. and i love how when the father goes out to that older brother and he tells him my son you're with me always and everything i have is yours i i tell my kids that almost every day and i change it for my daughter i say you're my daughter and you're with me always and everything i have is yours it's just a beautiful show of grace to somebody who thinks that they don't need it yes and they do need it. And that father's there for them and loves them. It's just one of my favorite verses. Yes. Um, I ac- absolutely love this. This is and Peter. That's good. And Peter. I, I want to quit my list now. This, that's so clever. This, this is such a good one. And Peter it comes from the end of Mark, Mark chapter 16. Uh, it says this, don't be alarmed. This is an angel of the Lord. He says, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, uh, uh, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they lay him. And then verse seven, but go tell his disciples and Peter and Peter. Yeah. Go tell his disciples and Peter he's going ahead of you. And Peter is just, I mean, you, you just can't imagine how, what a rough 24 hours. Actually, I can't say 24 because it was three days, but 72 hours that he has. And you know, he's just beating himself up. And Jesus wants to make very clear. He sends a message to an angel that says, and don't forget to tell Peter too. Like he's a part of this. Like he hasn't lost out. You know, the cock crowed, but that wasn't the end of it. And I just love the and Peter yeah. that Jesus gives. Okay, so I think I might have used this one for the words, but I'm going to use it for the phrases too. Okay. All right, so Lazarus is dead. Jesus is coming in to the city 
Uh, Martha's there. She meets him. And Jesus tells her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he asks this question, do you believe this? And I just, it just gives me goosebumps because he knows that he is saying something that is radical, that is revolutionary, that, that will change your entire life. And then it's like, he's pleading, like, believe this. And I just, I just sense the passion there and the, and the longing to make everything right. Yes. That's a great one. Do you believe this? Okay. Uh, uh, this one is from an angry mob who yells out, let his blood be on us and our children. This is Matthew chapter 27, verse 25. Pilate realizes that it is just mob mentality and the chief priests have got them all riled up and he sees Jesus as an innocent man. And he says, look, this guy's innocent. I don't want to have anything to do. He takes his basin of water and he washes his hands in front of them. And he says, his blood is not on my hands. And the people cry out, let, let his, Jesus's blood be on us and our children. They were, they were calling down a curse. And what they thought was a, a curse turned out to be the greatest blessing of all mankind, that the blood of Jesus would fall on them and their children. And it wouldn't be an, uh, of guilt it would be for forgiveness of sins yeah and so i love that that play on words that's powerful so when in matthew 3 jesus gets down into the water and he's baptized and his cousin john is there and jesus comes up and heaven opens up and there's a voice that says this is my son whom i love with him i am well pleased and i just love the fact that Jesus didn't have to earn the blessings of God. That this is before he's, he's given the Sermon on the Mount. This is before he's gone to the cross. Um, he, he's lived a, a fairly average life to this point. And God says, that's my boy. And I, I just think how much different that it would be if every child grew up in that kind of home when, when, when they felt loved and they felt like they pleased their parents. That's a good one. Yeah, thanks. I like that. I, I hadn't really thought about the fact that he, he said that before Jesus had done all these amazing things in obedience to his father. Yeah. Really it's, it's that idea of you live out of the blessing, not to earn the blessing. Yes. Okay. This one, can you guess the context of this one? We will worship. Is that Daniel? No, this is going to be a little bit before that. We will worship Genesis 22. Abraham is about to go up or he's kind of headed up the mountain with Isaac oh. and with a servant. Uh, and he says, you stay with the donkey. The boy and I will go up the mountain. We will worship and we will come back. And I think that's super powerful because then for those of you who remember the story, what's he about to do? Like he's going up the mountain to sacrifice his only son. And he calls that worship. Like yeah. we think that like was worship good today? And then we like give it a grade. Well, the sermon was short enough or the singing. They picked out all the like, we like that's good worship. He sees worship as a sacrifice of his own son. And I just think that's really powerful because sometimes I think that we, we think worship is, you know, what do I get out of it? We, Not we, what do we, we think that it's a input when for him it's an output and yes. it's not just of emotion or feeling or time it's here's my son yes here's my family yeah, yeah. that's a good one 
All right, so this is a little bit of a cheat because I, I probably base more upon the song than the actual verse. But Isaiah 43, 1 says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have, I have called you by name, you're mine. And I just love that idea of, of God just saying, you're mine. I've called you by name. I personally know you. Yes. Um, I'm just a little sad that you didn't sing that song. That's yeah. one of your favorites, too. I love that song. That song is really hard to sing. Yes. Yeah. Great one. Okay. At once they left their nets. Uh, yeah. When, when Jesus comes back and they're on the yeah. boat. And, and he says, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And... Uh, they said at once they left their nets, not they said, they did at once they left their nets and they followed him. And I just think that's like a call to, to radical discipleship. Like the thing that they had learned, the thing that they had known, I mean, they, they weren't good enough to be selected by a rabbi to follow. And so this is what their life was. This is what they knew. And, and like most fishermen, they were probably proud of what they did and they had their little honey holes and they were making a living and they said, you know, following this, this crazy carpenter yeah. is, is more important than, than this. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Last one for me. Uh, this is the apostle Paul and he writes this, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised and we will be changed. And so I know that's not a phrase. So if I have to shorten it down, I would just say in a flash in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. It's just looking forward to that day when the trumpet blast and, and Jesus is going to come back is reigning King and Lord and everything is going to be set right. That every teardrop is going to be dried. And I'm excited about that day. Yeah. In a flash in the twinkling of an eye. Yeah. That is, that's great. Okay, my last one. Um, you've heard me say numerous times before. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I haven't been here near as long as you, but I'm coming up on, I think, nine years now. Man, 2020. Uh, it's been crazy. But um, I, I, was like, I just remember saying, oh, I've been here eight years. And now here we are at nine. Um, is this verse right here seeing uh -oh. she could not go unnoticed uh, it's in all three gospels but this particular phrase is only in Luke chapter 8 verse 47 it's I mean it's just it's the, the miracle inside the miracle it's the greatest half story kind of never told it's the one that was overlooked Jairus is, is the one everybody's following but there's this bleeding woman who is unclean and she sneaks up in the crowd and she touches Jesus and immediately she realizes that she's freed um, from her infirmity, from her sickness. And so she like just, I don't know if she stops as the crowd keeps going or she's backing out, but I mean, just that feeling of, oh, this is amazing. But then the crowd stops and there's such a large crowd that she can't really move and Jesus is looking around uh, and his, his disciples say, who touched you? He, he, they said, why did you stop? He says, somebody touched me. And they literally sarcastically say, what do you mean who touched you? Like people are you know, crowded around you. And he just stopped and waited. And Luke says, seeing she could not go unnoticed, she came and fell at his feet. And I just, to me, that just, that resonates with me because 
I think most of us in our lifetime, we felt like we were unnoticed and we were unloved and Jesus could have kept going and everybody else wanted to. No one would have given this woman the time. No, they didn't know her name and Jesus stopped. And I just, I think that's super powerful. Yeah, and, love and that's like your favorite thing to preach. Oh, about. I Is love, that story? I love that story. I actually thought that you might have just done the word daughter. Yeah, because daughter is another one of those because you know he, he calls, calls her, her daughter, daughter in that story, right? And, and yeah, and he and, and there's he listens, another daughter who's yes. the more important daughter. Yeah, and he listens to her whole story, and yeah. I just think it's really good. Okay, can I do an honorable mention? Oh, I have like five. Okay, so <laughs> you do your honorable. I only have one, but you can uh, finish one. Well, they're kind of grouped together. Daniel 3, there's two of them. So the three men are thrown into the fire. Oh, man. That's and a good one. I know. And the king, Nebuchadnezzar's like, yeah, I see a fourth. And he's like a son of the gods. Yeah. And so it's like they're not in there alone. Yeah. God is with them. And then they come out of the fire. And it says their robes were not scorched. And there was no smell of fire on them. And I love that idea that in life we can go through 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 the fires and when we come out we don't have to smell smoke yeah that like we can come out clean and 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 healed and pure and i I just love that well you could add a third one which i know you also like before they get thrown in they're like hey and if not yeah god's gonna save us but even if he doesn't you know we're still not gonna bow down and i just so that's a really good one. And then like the Dunkirk thing that's related yes. to that, the great historical thing. But yes. anyway. Okay, uh, my mine is, and then you can you can go, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Yeah. And I think that's just a reminder that bad things happen in our lives and people hurt us, but but God can still, you know, teach us and be glorified through some of those really tough things. So um, you've said this before. I know other people have this. That you know, God doesn't waste um, any of our tears. Like yeah. he he can use tough times, and he was glorified. And then, of course, was Joseph talking to his brothers um, after he he says, "Hey, remember, I'm your brother, the one you you know sold into slavery." <laughs> uh, and and uh, so that's that's one of my favorites. Uh, I have have a couple more. Uh, We've mentioned it a couple times now. Revelation says twice that that God is going to dry every tear. And I love that thought. I love the sayings of Jesus when he's on the cross. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. To tell us die. I use that one on on the last one as a word. But in English, it's it is finished. It is is paid in full, completed. Uh, just something I like to beat my kids up with is do everything without grumbling or complaining. Yes. So I don't know. That's not that moving and touching, but it's sure useful for dad. Um, it can be moving and touching as you're telling him. Or you can be moving. Yeah. It's like uh, God killed people in the desert for what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's our phrases. Yeah. So if you enjoyed this, or you didn't enjoy this, or you got something out of it, or you didn't get something out of it, I'd still encourage you to go back and watch the last one too. And so then you could say, I've, you've done both parts. Yeah. Uh, tell us that there's a word or phrase that really touches you that like in those moments in life that sometimes you just need those thoughts. Yes. Those ideas, those stories, those words. Um, it's why it's so important to actually know your Bible. Yes. Because just having those loaded up uh the the holy spirit can can remind you 
yes. of things. And so if you have no clues to what these phrases that we are talking about, 2021 is your year to read through the Bible and to start uh, filling your mind up with these things. That's, that's a great challenge. I'm yeah. glad you offer that. Um, you know what we could have done is phrases that we utter in prayers that get heard over and over again. Oh, God, guide, guard, and direct us. God, guard, and direct us. Give us a ready recollection. Oh, I was going to do that one. Yeah. Separate he- apart. A separate prayer, a hedge but... of protection. Yeah, hedge of protection. Yeah, that's a good so, one. So if you have any other phrases that, that, that were misconstrued or, or you thought that were in the Bible or people think are in the Bible aren't, or if you have a phrase that, that we missed out that's in the Bible, please top it in. We'd, we'd love He's to He's trying to say feedback. join the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. Unless, of course, you're uh, listening to this podcast as you're driving down the road, you can yell at your speaker uh, or your radio, and we, we won't hear. We won't hear it. Okay, we're out. Thank you for being here. You guys have a great Christmas, a, a Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And a Happy, and we'll see. You oh, there. and we're not meeting on the 23rd, so you'll probably get this before then. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So if you're like, oh, that's, that's great, I'll be here on the 23rd, we won't. Bad. No. Yeah. But we're back, but we're back to 27th. Yes. Yes, we are. That's a Sunday. Okay. Thank you all for being here. And I was going to say you're dismissed, but bye. See ya.